Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 119. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is the first of what we will be calling Power Plays. We will still be having the long-form conversations as before, but these Power Plays will be short topics, slap shots to keep the hockey imagery going, to help energize the start of your week. For the first few, I'll be having conversations with an old friend who's been on the We Are Superman podcast before, Gary Stotler, motivational coach and speaker and author of the book, Success is Spelled Action. Today we talk about grace, an important topic in this time when it's important that we be nicer and more forgiving to one another. Enjoy! All right, we have Gary Stotler in the house, in the WASP, and uh, we're here to talk today about grace. Um, I was listening to this podcast episode that they have between uh, Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen, and uh, they talked about grace. And, and Bruce, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Barack talked to Barack. I'm not on a first name basis with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Obama was talking about um, how. After the shootings in the South Carolina church where you had that young white racist kid who went in and gunned down a bunch of parishioners there, who they'd actually invited him into their Bible class, and he went and gunned down, I think eight of them died. And he said he was invited to speak, uh, give a eulogy there, and he really wasn't sure what to say, but what impressed him the most was that these people had all already forgiven this guy. And, uh, you know, showed him grace that, you know, most people would figure this guy doesn't deserve by any means. Uh, he went in there and killed their their brethren with the uh, worst intent possible, was totally based on racist reasons, and yet they'd already granted him grace, forgiven him, and decided they were going to move on. Wow, that's incredible. Which was really interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't hear that story. That's why I told it to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's incredible. Um, what what do you think led to all that grace? I, you know, I, I think it's something wired into their belief system that mm-hmm. you know there are things in life that you can't control. Um, they, they th- this is obviously a deranged young man, and certainly they don't feel any empathy, sympathy with what he was doing, but Mm -hmm. they realize they can't change things now. Anger is probably the worst emotion. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, they would probably like to see justice served, but uh, I would imagine, and I don't know how the court case is going there, they probably are not among the people who are saying, hey, we need to give this guy the death penalty. And um, they're probably not interested in the revenge as much as they'd like to see justice served, but they'd also like to be able to look at, in their case, God's plan. Mm Mm-hmm in terms of how they're going to keep moving forward without their loved ones. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, I listened to a sermon probably two two months ago or so uh, when I was down in Texas, and the preacher was talking about um, allow, having faith that the process will work, work through. Right. And I thought it was very interesting, and it, it kind of pulls this story in where we have to let go of what we can't control, and we have to have faith in the process that, you know, whether this gentleman, you know, by giving grace, 
he was probably burning inside more than anything they could have done to him or said to him where he was sitting there, like by not knowing what to say, he was likely, you know, it was eating him up inside, which is, uh, I think they called it uh, letting the coals burn from the inside is how this Mm. preacher put it. And so it's, it's very interesting to hear that story and then think about, you know, we, we can't control what he's doing, but by letting the process and in their case, by letting their God take care of it, he was probably burning inside with guilt and shame. So that's a very interesting, interesting story, uh, kind of putting a couple of things together that, yeah. that I've heard um, just over the past three to three to six months. So right. interesting. And, and, you know, it's kind of interesting you t- that preacher was talking about the coal. Uh, it f- falls into one of the, uh, the Buddha's uh, quotes about anger. He said, Holding on to anger is like holding a hot coal in your hand that you want to throw at someone. You're going to burn your own hand first. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's powerful. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you hold on to that anger. You you want, I mean, obviously, it it can really eat at you for a long time, as as you heard in that church. Mm -hmm. And what good does that do? You know, all that anger is going to do is really um, hinder you from moving forward to doing what you need to do to heal yourself, and um, and you know it can it manifests itself in small ways. And we're getting a little further away from grace, but you know, it's, I always go back to when you're driving and you get mad at somebody who cuts you off in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, some people's reaction is, "Well, shoot, I'm going to go cut him off back," and the next thing you know, you're you're leading towards a road rage incident. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, and yeah, you know, hey, I'm from New York. Uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't like to get cut off in traffic. I mean, it's competition to me out on the road, really. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I've also learned it's like, okay, this guy's obviously in a hurry. He's got to get somewhere. Um, why should that be my problem? Mm-hmm. And if he needs to have that spot, we'll let him go, and um, my day will be a lot happier when, mm-hmm. when all is said and done. I haven't raised my blood pressure, and I'm getting to where I need to be maybe two seconds later than I would have otherwise, you know? Right, absolutely. I think right. you bring up a good point with traffic. Um, so many times, you know, somebody will cut us off, or we'll miss a turn, or something will happen. We'll, we'll get stuck in traffic in one way, shape, or form. And it takes enough energy to get us through that situation. And then a lot of times we put the extra weight on ourselves. We get frustrated. We get pissed off. We, whatever that emotion or feeling that we let happen, it's that feeling that we get about the situation we can't control that takes away all of our emotional energy for the rest of the day. If we would just say, okay, this is what it is. I accept it. It sucks, but that person's probably having a worse day than I am. So I'm just going to do what I can control, which is control my own attitude about the situation. I can just let go of of the situation and just move forward in the best way possible. They're going to do what they do, and we can only do what we can do. So why have a feeling or an emotion about what they were doing that theoretically doesn't affect us more than that five seconds of interaction, but we let it eat up the rest of our day? And that takes away all of our focus from our own priorities or our own things that we need to be focused on. Right. So just having, just allowing that to just let go and, you know, not be pissed off about what someone else is doing, just focus on ourself. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would make an exception for, you know, I'm pissed off at the Houston Astros for cheating. That's gone on for a long time, but it's, I'm not, but how many times have you gone into a, a store or somewhere and somebody just goes, I'm having a crappy day? 
And it's like, it's probably something like that. Mm -hmm. And and they've made it into, now it's my crappy day, instead of just a crappy incident that took place. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, along that sports analogy, I I used to always love going to supermarkets here in Denver after the Broncos lost a game, Mm -hmm. because people, the cashier would be like, hey, you're like, how are you doing? And the cashier says, oh, the Broncos lost, ruined my day. And it's like, okay, so you're going to let that ruin your whole day, something that you had no control over. Yeah. But it's similar. People do the same thing with, they get cut off on the road or, um, and and people actually, they will uh, stack all these things up. Um, You know, kids I coach are are very notorious for that. I say they create their own Mount Everest. You know, they, Mm -hmm. um, on the way to school, their car didn't start and they had a fight with their mom and their boyfriend, girlfriend had a fight with them last night and their homework is late and, you know, everything's wrong. And next thing you know, it's Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. And suddenly their idea is I'm having a crappy day. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, hey, you know what? I can knock out one of these at a time. Yeah, I can apologize to mom. My car will start, you know, or I'll find another ride or or something. You know, I can, you know, get my homework done. You you know, one by one, you can chip away at these things. And suddenly, once you start checking things off on that list, you know, it's like the proverbial to-do list. and You feel good every time you check something off. Mm -hmm. You get one of those things done that supposedly created your crappy day. And guess what? Not such a bad day after all, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And at any point in our day, we we have the choice to look at this situation in in a positive viewpoint or in a negative viewpoint. And whatever choice we make, whether to go with the positive direction or the negative direction, changes the rest of our day. And at any point, anything, things happen. I mean, life happens. It can, anything from being cut off in traffic to a news story, to I stub my toe, to I miss my alarm clock, whatever it might be, we have the choice from that moment on how we react to it. And if we react in a positive way, the rest of our day will move in that direction. If we react yeah. in a negative way, the rest of our day will move in that direction. And it only at any point during the day, we have the choice to change which way we look at it. Absolutely. And that's I think that's something that most people, including myself, um, I've worked very hard on this. Uh, how many how many steps backward can I go to to change the rest of my day? And it, you know, what it boils down to is maybe, maybe making the right decision today is the decision that I need to make to set tomorrow up for success. So I don't miss my alarm, you know, going to bed at two o'clock in the morning and then trying to wake up at four doesn't right. really work out. So maybe I should go to bed at 10 and it'd be a heck of a lot easier to wake up at four. So setting yourself up before you begin is a lot, is a lot better to set your, set yourself up for success. But if that first decision that you make during the day changes the rest of your day. Yeah, and it reminds me of that story about Susie in your latest book, Action Equals Success. Did I get that? Six, uh, success is spelled action. Spe- spelled, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, the two most important words right. You did, yep. But, but you talked about this one person, Susie, who just compounded all of her problems due to lack of planning, basically, right? That's exactly it. I mean, uh, she woke up late or she hit the snooze button, and next thing you know, everything cascaded throughout her day. Right. Absolutely. And this was, it, it happened every single day for years and years and years. It just compoundedly got worse and worse and worse. And so that's exactly what we did. We said, you know, what, what's the first problem of the day? First problem of the day is oversleeping uh, through the alarm clock. So that would always set her down a downward spiral from the moment she woke up. So what we did was we just went to the day before and we're like, what can we do to set ourselves up for success? What's our biggest problem? And, you know, 
the reason she would oversleep. So then she would not make coffee. So then she would end up at McDonald's. So he said, well, in order to avoid oversleeping, let's get rid of your alarm clock. Let's hit your uh, go button on the coffee pot instead of your snooze button. And so she prepped her coffee the night before she would wake up, she would hit the go button before she turned off her alarm, changed the rest of her life just because she set herself up for success. So the first thing that she did in the morning was a win rather than a loss. And it changed a spiral into a stair step toward the rest of her life. Oh, absolutely. Uh I mean, the the way she started her day, as you mentioned, due to lack of planning, Mm -hmm. set her on a trajectory all day to make bad decisions. It included what she did at lunchtime, what she did at the end of the day, you know, not getting in a workout, eating poorly, grabbing for the unhealthy snacks. And next thing you know, uh, the evening was spent laying on a couch, eating bonbons, and (laughs) you know, and going to bed late and starting the whole cycle all over again. Yep, exactly. And every time we set ourselves down that spiraling path, it puts more weight on our shoulders. Right. And it's harder to give yourself grace, the more weight that you put on your own shoulders. It's harder, like when someone else does something to you, you have that choice to, you know, okay, I can let it go or, you know, I can let it ruin my day. But if we do it to ourselves, deep down inside, we know we're doing it to ourselves, And so then we make the poor decision and then we have, then we have feelings about that poor decision. Right. So we just stack that, stack the expectations of ourself on there and then our poor decisions on our, on ourselves. And that weight is hard to let go. And so if we can give ourselves grace of, hey, you know what? I made a poor decision or something hard happened or something bad happened. I have the choice. I have the power of my decision to decide how I'm, gonna, how I'm going to react to it. What is my attitude going to be right now? And if you give yourself the grace to let go of what just happened and the stuff that's out of your power and focus on what you know and what you have control over, it will release most of the weight that we put on ourselves, and will allow a lot more grace because it doesn't feel like you're doing, like you're giving up as much. All you're doing is just giving up the weight of yesterday so that you can focus on taking the step into tomorrow. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, the, the idea of saying, hey, I'm having a crappy day, kind of setting the, the groundwork, it kind of reminds me of a uh, a motto I've heard when it comes to ultra running. Of course, I'm always going to work it back to that, but um, don't give voice to your pain. Mm. You know, as soon as you tell somebody else that your feet hurt, your stomach hurts, wh- whatever it is, it becomes real. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of learned you kind of suppress that kind of thinking. And it's the same thing with a negative day. As soon as you start telling people, I'm having a crappy day, mm-hmm. well, guess what? Now you've kind of perpetuated that. You know, if instead your attitude is, I can make a choice and not have it as a crappy day. I'm not going to tell anybody it's a crappy day. Instead, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? It's a great day. Even mm-hmm. if maybe it's not the perfect truth, but it's still in your mind, your voice that is a great day, you can move forward through that and you can give yourself grace and you don't have to sit there and wallow in your misery, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's so important to tell yourself that and it's so important to tell that to other people. Um, there's study after study after study that you could take a perfectly well person and someone meets them first thing in the morning and they say, Oh, you don't, are you okay? Like, are you feeling okay? Right. And they're like, yeah, I feel fine. And then someone else comes up to them a little bit later and are are you feeling okay? You, you look, you look kind of, you know, kind of tired. 
like, yeah, you know, I, 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 I do feel kind of tired. Someone else would come up to him a little bit later in the day. Oh, are you okay? You look kind of sick. Yeah, I don't feel good. Um, but <laughs> right. literally by someone else reflecting that back on back to us can be dis, just as detrimental as reflecting that onto ourselves or to others. So something else to pay attention to is, is how you're communicating with yourself and how other people are communicating with you or to you, I guess. Yeah, which means you actually have some control over somebody else, or not control, but at least influence. Influence. Where you can mm-hmm. certainly say, hey, you know what? You look great today. Imagine how, how that makes somebody feel as opposed to like, God, look at those bags under your eyes. You look like crap. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really is uh, just interacting with as many people as I talk to on a daily basis. It's interesting. You can almost automatically tell how someone, like what their overall attitude on life is just by what they say to you. If they say something positive to you, they're generally a joyful, positive person. Right. If they say something not so positive to you, there's probably something going on in their life that, that they're not understanding or that they're having a hard time with. So it really gives you a great reflection or a great, inter, a great way to start your interaction with them by how they communicate with you. If they start out with, man, the weather sucks and the, the Broncos <laughs> lost and you know I got cut off in traffic – just by giving them a piece of gratitude or a positive thought that might change the rest of their day. It'll change yours for sure. I guarantee it. You, you, you give somebody any piece of gratitude or positivity or a smile or, you know, kind eyes, whatever that might be. It changes so much about them, but being aware of that, you kind of have to have that on the inside of you before you can give it, give it to anybody else. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, uh, again, I'm a Bronco hater, so uh, <laughs> um, Tommy Lasorda was the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And of course, as a Yankee fan, I never liked the Dodgers, but Lasorda, he was a character. He, he had a great quote I always liked. He said, I never complain because 80% of the people don't care, and half the other p- people are actually glad I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. That, it's so <laughs> and, true. And that's right? the way I feel when I hear some Bronco fans saying, oh, I'm miserable because they lost. I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing at you inside. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So circling back to the whole, um, the, the church in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So here is a group of parishioners there who all feel the same way about giving grace to both the person who killed their loved ones and themselves mm-hmm. and, and each other. Uh, don't you think they are all as a group dynamic being able to move ahead a lot better than if they were all um, sad and angry and um, ju- just you know wanting to like uh, get revenge mm-hmm. you know d- don't you think that makes a huge difference in that group dynamic I think it's I think it's amazing um, regardless of the situation to have an environment that you can go to for support and encouragement like that where everyone everyone has faith in the process they have they have their belief system and they have an environment that supports that belief system as a whole they're going to move move farther along into the future in a better direction um, with with more grace in themselves with more happiness with more joy because they're not they, we none of us can change the past right we can't whatever happened yesterday good bad or indifferent we can't change it. We can dwell on it, which probably isn't the most healthy thing. But what this group has done is, hey, what happened, happened. We believe that if we do this right now, we give grace to ourselves, we give grace to this person, things will be better in the future. They believe that. Right. I believe that. Regardless of our differences in thinking, um, we, we believe the same thing. And 
they will, they will heal better. They will heal faster and they will get more done in the future by letting go of what can't be controlled and just focusing on what they can. Absolutely. So thank you, Gary. Really appreciate your chatting about grace. I I think uh, hopefully this will be very valuable to those listening and um, appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you again for listening to the We Are Superman podcast. Please feel free to contact me if you are struggling with addiction or eating issues. There are answers for you. I can also help you get started in or advance your exercise program or with making changes to a healthier lifestyle. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute and give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. These five-star ratings help us rise higher in the podcast services search algorithms, helping more people find our show. The We Are Superman podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. And please drop me a note and let me know what you think of the We Are Superman podcast. Your feedback is important because I'd like to keep providing content that is meaningful to you on a similar kind of level that David was able to provide to you. Until next time, get your vaccination and always be positive.